And we are live, as always, every Thursday night. It is Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving, but we are live with our fantasy and gambling show, All About the Birds. I am Phil Stifel, joined by uh, Jason Sullivan, our fantasy expert. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I know I enjoyed my turkey dinner here, up here in the Finger Lakes, New York, with my wife, my closest friends. Uh, Jason, how was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome, man. Uh, just a little small get together with the family, and uh, it was it was great though. Yeah, Can't smart complain. smart way to do it. Hopefully, everybody was being very safe with the Thanksgiving gatherings, and uh, you know everybody still was able to enjoy it to the best that they could. Um, definitely an interesting year this year, so we all had to do our best to to make it work this year, right? For sure. We, we have five people in our house that we rented up here in the Finger Lakes, New York, and we got a twenty pound turkey. I have enough turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing. <laughs> Like for let, literally the next seven or eight days, I have no. I'm gonna have to pack the cooler on the way home on Sunday morning. I'm still gonna have something left over. See, it's, it's funny that you say that. You said you said five people. We had a twenty pound turkey for three of us, two adults and one child. So yeah, we're gonna eat turkey. Until, we yeah, we're gonna be eating turkey till uh, Christmas probably. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah, and that doesn't count. I still have a pasta dinner to cook up here. We we brought so much food up here for the week, and we, all we're gonna do is eat the turkey. Oh, and that's it. All right. So as we do on every show, drop your fantasy questions if you got them. Adam, as always, checking in. What's up, buddy? If you've got any fantasy questions this week, a lot of interesting stuff going on in the league this week. Uh, obviously, with the COVID shutdown of the Pittsburgh, you know, Baltimore game, we'll get into that shortly. But as we do with every fantasy and gambling show, the first thing we talk about is uh, Jason's first stack, which, again, we're doing this on Friday. So his article has dropped on the AET Birds website. Uh, so you can check out all of what he talks about tonight and more on that website. Uh, so make sure you check out his article. It's great stuff. But as we do always, what's your top stack this week? Yeah, for sure. So a lot of ways to go this week. Um, one of them was actually that Pittsburgh game. I was going to go that in that direction until that got canceled. But uh, here we are. So my favorite game of the week is Buffalo against the Chargers. Implied game total of 53 points. I think, honestly, you could stack this either way. And I think I'm probably going to in a lot of fantasy purposes. But uh, my favorite stack is going to be Josh Allen, 7,600. That Bills offense has really been rolling lately. And he has scored 29 and 39 points the last two weeks. So I like them to keep it going. Um, the Chargers are really bad against the pass, and I think that's going to continue going. And I think even if the weather's bad in that game up there and it's cold, I don't think it's going to matter for that team. I'm going to run back with Stefan Diggs, his favorite target. Mm -hmm. um, I've been pretty much playing Diggs every single week this entire season, and there's no reason to change now. He's definitely Allen's favorite target. Allen's thrown to him uh, between nine and ten times a game on average. So lots of like in that. He's obviously a deep threat, can score at any point, 7,600. My first instinct on the on the run back was to go Keenan Allen, but if you do that, you're pretty much limiting yourself too much. So I'm going to go Hunter Henry on, coming back. Um, he's been more involved in their passing game recently, and he's definitely one of uh, Herbert's favorite targets. So I like him a lot in that. He's had six targets in the last three games, and I like him to continue going. Uh, that's going to leave you – that stack will leave you $5,000 per player to build the rest of your lineup. So I like where, yeah, where we're that, going. That's I think – So, so it's, it's really curious because when I took my pregame notes – and I saw that you were going to say the Buffalo Chargers game. I just instantly thought you were going to go with, you know, Justin Herbert. But you went the other way, and it kind of surprised me a little bit because you've been all over Justin Herbert all For year sure. now. For sure. And I, you know what? To be honest with you, I've built two lineups already. I usually don't build lineups until Saturday. I've built two already. I used one with Buffalo, and I used the other one with the Chargers. So I like both this week. Herbert, it seems like no matter how many times we doubt him, good matchup, bad matchup, he's getting you 25 points a week. So he's been really solid. So yeah. no problem if you want to go that way either. Yeah. Uh, Adam was asking, he said he had heard something maybe that the Cowboys game on Thursday night against the Ravens. I think I saw actually earlier today that they've already moved that game. They just haven't said when it's either. Gonna be, I think it's gonna be played on Monday 
you know, like they did a couple, you know, earlier in the season with uh, the Patriots and all, you know, with a with a second Monday night game. So, yeah, that game is definitely going to get moved to. Um, yeah, we're going to get into that Pittsburgh Ravens game later and all. Uh, but uh, so your next stack then. So so obviously we love the Buffalo Chargers game either side. Uh, what's your next top game you're looking at this week? So disclaimer, when I first say this, you're probably not going to like it as nearly as much as the other game. But I do like the stack a lot. I'm going to go with Minnesota against Carolina. Implied game total of 51 and a half points. Kirk Cousins. For as much crap as I give him, and you know I'm a Spartan, like he's a Spartan, so I feel like I'm allowed to give him crap. I've seen him, you know, since his college days. You've he's been put supporting up him his whole career. I've been supporting him his whole career. I couldn't stand him when he played at Michigan State, and it's kind of lasted into the NFL. But to be honest with you, 20, 18, and 27 points the last three weeks. He's solid, 6,100. That's a pretty good price. And mm-hmm. even with no Adam Thielen, I like them to keep, to keep it rolling this week. I was originally writing the article today with Thielen in the spot in the stack. But then they mm-hmm. said that he's most likely not going to play. So I switch it to Jefferson. I'm not sure if his if he's going to get a huge bump up in targets. But like we said the past couple of weeks, he's getting boomer bust. He's the boomer bust play. He could score 45 points in any given week. And I like him. He's not getting any red zone targets right now. But hopefully that changes this week. You, with you talk around. a lot about the high percentage owned players and stuff and how you'd normally want to stay away from them. Isn't that a fear there with Jefferson with uh, Adam Thielen being out that he's going to be owned by a lot of people? I think so, but I think my my way of kind of thinking about this is that a lot of people are going to go Delvon Cook, right, in that game. He's obviously been a monster. He's a plug-and-play for most people. So I don't think it's going to get as much ownership as it would normally get, but I see what you're saying in that. But if I do a high-owned stack, I'll typically differentiate in other places. But, yeah, that's a good point by you gotcha. for sure. And what's the uh, – and, and your final guy in that group there? Robbie Anderson, 6,100. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything except scoring touchdowns this year. He only has one touchdown. If he gets in the end zone – which is a good possibility, especially with Bridgewater back this week. He's going to pay off that 6,100. Leaves you with 52.50 per player to build the rest of your lineup. I like that stack because it has potential to absolutely go crazy. Obviously, Jefferson and Anderson aren't options that are going to consistently get you 20 a week, but they could both go for 40 any given week. So right. I like that option. Okay. All right. And then the final is your is the final stack that we talk about always is the value stack, which we're always looking for value plays. You know, it gives you the option to you know. Stack else or put, spend the big money on the Dalvin Cooks or the you know the big names. So we've always got one value stack, and I I can't even imagine that at this point of the year that we're calling it a value stack because right. you, they, they, coming into the year and every year the last how many years you know he's not a value play. He's always a high end buy, uh, but this year it just hasn't worked out. This year and his value has dropped significantly. You know what's funny about this stack is I went back and forth on this game which way to go either stacking the Atlanta side or stacking the Raiders side with your boy, Derek Carr, who you love so much to play. Um, He's actually been really good. And you know, the Falcons have given up the most points of any team against the, of the quarterback position in drafting. So you could go either way with that. I chose to go. uh, I like Matt Ryan at home. They got an implied game total or an implied team total of 25 and a half points. I like stacking him with Ridley, whether or not Julio plays leaves to be, you know, it's it's hard to tell if he's going to play or not, but regardless, I like uh, Ridley for 7,100. Leaves you with 52.86 for the rest of your lineup. So I like that a lot. On the flip side of that, if you wanted to go with the Raiders stack, you could easily do that. Derek Carr is $5,500. That's so cheap for him. I Uh, haven't looked at all the numbers yet being up here in New York and all. He's that low, Derek Carr, this week? Yeah, he's been really solid. I'm sure you saw him play against him. I mean, as we get into next, which is the top or the bottom four defenses, the Falcons are one of the bottom four defenses. So I was going to bring that up here. So I'm surprised his value didn't go up this week going against a Falcons team that consistently gives up a lot of passing yards. 
he's actually been really good too for the most part. Derek Carr has, other than the game that I told you to play him and you did. Um, he's been yeah, really good course. this season. That game killed me. Ruined <laughs> all my momentum this year, and I have not gotten back any of it. You know what's funny about that team though is he doesn't have a lot of stacking options. I mean, you can go Waller. Obviously, he's going to be really high owned. And then probably the number one receiver is now Nelson Aguilar, another one of your boys, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is just crazy to even say. But So Johnny checking in, our boy Johnny. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen this girly 100% out because earlier today it was when I looked, when I did my research, he was still quite – he's definitely out? Yeah, he's out, yeah. Okay. I dropped I Brian Hill in my fantasy league because he wasn't getting anything. You know? yeah. So I don't have him on my fantasy team anymore. You know what's funny is I actually liked Gurley for the first time, I think, in two yeah. seasons this week before he was ruled out. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to be playing Hill for sure. He's had a surprisingly good a bounce back year after the down year he had last year. Gets in the end zone all the time. I mean, you can't yeah, ask for much. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. You know, run for 150 yards in a week, but he can get no. in the end zone twice. So yeah, absolutely. All right. So as we go, we go with the bottom defenses, and I like to ask you what your thoughts are on these teams and these games. So the worst defense ranked this week from DraftKings is the Jaguars game. Jaguars going up against Cleveland. Um, you know, the Cleveland Browns last week they beat the Eagles. It wasn't a pretty game, but it was a good momentum building game for the Cleveland Browns. You know, going up against Jaguar, the Jacksonville Jaguars' awful defense. Is there any looking at the Cleveland Browns this week? I think the running backs, right? I mean, you you got a first hand yeah. look at it last week. I feel like the running backs they didn't do a ton either one of them last week, but I feel like really you could go either one of those options. I don't trust Baker Mayfield enough to play him. I don't think at this point Jarvis Landry. I mean, he's kind of is what he is. He's a good solid eight to ten points a week, but nothing crazy. Um, yeah. I like the running backs. I like Kareem Hunt this week. They. Almost 50-50 splits, it seems like, in the past few weeks, and I really like that a lot. Um, obviously, you saw it firsthand last week. What did you think about those two running backs? I mean, we actually held Nick Chubb. I mean, I know it was his first game back. Until he busted that, was it like a 50- or 60-yard run late in the game, we held him in check pretty well. And this year has been a down year for the Eagles' run defense, but the Eagles' run defense has the same players for the last few years. They're, they're normally a very solid run defense. So I think they did a decent job. The, the Eagles didn't beat or lose to the Browns last week. The no. Eagles beat themselves last week. The Browns didn't play great, but those kind of wins yeah. do sometimes propel a team, you know, to the next level. And you know, Cleveland was a team that last year was everybody's, you know, sleeper Super Bowl pick. They stunk. This year they're kind of sneaking under the radar. What are they, seven and three now? Yeah. So they're not winning Which games. Crazy. So, right. but a game against a bad defense like Jacksonville might be that week. So I, I, I personally probably wouldn't pick them, but this is kind of the, one of those sneaky weeks when you're going up against that defense that you know. You might see Baker Mayfield go off for 300 yards, and Jarvis Landry have that 120-yard receiving game, in my opinion. But I, I just personally wouldn't trust it. But you know, it's you know a what's funny about Chubb? You know what's funny that you said about Chubb is that he you pretty much held him in check for three quarters of the game, and then he has that mm -hmm. one long run. He did that two weeks ago too. That seems to be his thing. It's like you'll look at it going at the end of the third quarter, and he's got four points for you, and then he finishes mm -hmm. with 15, 20 somewhere in that range. My, and my it's like one long run. A couple times this year for the Eagles, he's 10 for 17, then all of a sudden busts out a 60-yard touchdown run. That's all you need, really, at that point, is that guy. So they're wearing down the defenses and all. All right, the next worst-ranked defense on DraftKings is the New York Jets, which no surprise that they're a bottom-ranked defense, obviously. But they're going up against Miami, who we still don't even have an answer on who's the starting quarterback with Miami this week, or unless it's changed later than today. No, you know, I haven't I don't looked at so. anything today. No. So two is still questionable. Um, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, you know, came in last week, didn't have any magic last week and all. Um, first off – do you like that game at all for Miami? And secondly, does your opinion of that game change depending on who the starting quarterback is on any of the players on the Jets or on the Dolphins? On the Dolphins. Um, 
Not really, to be honest with you. I think I'm pretty much staying away from the Dolphins end of that game for the most part. I like – I can't believe I'm saying this, but I like the Jets side a little bit more. The Jets receivers are actually good. Um, yeah. Depending on which quarterback plays, it sounds like it's going to be Darnold. Um, I like all three of those Jets receivers this week, which is crazy to say. But, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Even with, Especially story, with Darnold playing you're, and, and you're on the – Right. The whole story last week with Tua was weird, right? They said, mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't injury-related. It was injury-related. It – it's like which which one is it? It seems like now you, at this point you played him. You need to stick with him. You can't go back on it at this point. But it's just weird. It seems like they don't even know what to do at this point, which makes me yeah. scared off of all their options pretty much. That that's basically <laughs> where I was leaning. But you know, you know, I'd love to get you know your opinion on that one. Next worst, Denzel Mims. That's my sleeper every week. Guy gets like nine or ten targets a week. I think he's thirty five. He bumped up to thirty five hundred this week. He's no matter which quarterback plays, he gets a lot of targets and it. It's and how's this price not going up, though? I don't know. Yeah, but a lot of lack of confidence there because the team is bad and all. Everybody I still hates the Jets. I still say the Jets coach. win a game this year. I don't think they're going to go winless this year. So They're competitive. I mean, they lose. Yeah. They're competitive. They have the, probably the worst coach in NFL history, but besides that, they're competitive. <laughs> so we were doing a little side tangent. We were doing a little conversation about the Eagles when Doug Peterson was not the first choice for the Eagles coaching job in 2016. He was the seventh person interviewed for the job and everybody either turned it down or they didn't like the interview that the person did. So they turned that person away. So Adam Gase was number three on the list of interviews for the Eagles. We, I mean, I know Peterson is having an awful year this year as a coach, but we did win a Super Bowl with him. We dodged a major bullet. I mean, it was, it was Adam Gase. It was Dirk Cutter. It was, um, Uh, the the name who was the guy with the Giants last year um, that flamed out really quick. Uh, oh yeah, um, you, you know who I'm talking. I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every name on the list. Pat Shermer, right? right? Wasn't it Pat yeah, Shermer? yeah, no. Pat, well, Pat yeah. Shermer was on the list. He was the interim right, right. after he fired the right, guy. Right. And all. So all, all these names. It was, so it was, it's interesting because we would have really never gotten that Super Bowl if Adam Gase. Made oh, you're talking about the guy with the mustache. I yeah, can't yeah, yeah. What his name is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I know their name this year, Joe Judge, but I don't know. So next game on the list. It's another really interesting, intriguing matchup, in my opinion, because we got a little taste of something that I didn't expect to see. Broncos are the third-worst-ranked defense this week, going against the Taysom Hill-led New Orleans Saints. And I heard, I don't know, but I heard they're taking away the tight end eligibility for Taysom Hill this week, especially on ESPN. ESPN um, so did you see anything in Taysom Hill to not be scared of the rest of the weapons? Because I don't know if you could play Taysom Hill or not at quarterback, but – People are scared about Kamara. They're scared about Michael Thomas. They're scared about the other weapons on that team. Where do you lie with the New Orleans Saints offense this week going up against Denver? You know, I don't know if I'm going to play uh, Hill, like you said, but I think I Sorry. am. Michael Sorry, Thomas. Johnny. Oh, Johnny has McAdoo. every name yeah, yeah. on the tip of his tongue. Ben McAdoo. There, there we go. He, pro- he probably knows where he went to college, too. I'm yeah, sure he, he does. Probably does. <laughs> uh, no, but for the uh, – um, okay, what were you talking about? I lost my train of thought. Jason Hill. Jason Hill. Random names. Michael Thomas. No, I think Michael Thomas fits with Jason Hill pretty good. Michael Thomas makes his money 10 yards from the line of, uh, line of scrimmage. And he averaged, I think, like 11 yards after the catch last week. So I like Michael Thomas a lot this week. Obviously, Jason Hill likes him too. The one I worry about is Kamara. Is he going to get targets in the passing game? You'd think that they would build that into the game plan this week, right? Now, now that Jason Hill is playing, but. I don't know, one target and no catches last week. That kind of makes me nervous, especially at 8,200. So I would yeah. say Thomas is the only one I'm for sure going to play. What, what what about Taysom Hill? What's his value like at his cost this week? Because obviously, I mean, he got, you know, rushing yards, passing yards. He had touchdowns. So, I mean, he, he scored a decent, a, a very fair amount of fantasy points last week. 
but on the flip side, now he's strictly a quarterback. You know, now he's strictly his price is going to go up. Obviously, this week, is there value in playing Taysom Hill in a in a cash game or in a, in a tournament or or not this week? The thing that worries me is he's obviously going to run. He's he's going to get his touches on the ground, right? But he mm-hmm. scored two touchdowns last week. If he only scored one or zero, he has a thirteen point game. I mean, he's yeah, it's, it's nothing so special at all. He, I think it was eighteen for twenty three. That's a pretty good stat line, but he only threw for two twenty. So. I said yes, I was going to play him at the beginning of the week, but the uh, the more I think about it, the less I think I'm going to play this week. I might do like a, a lineup or two with him in there just to just for the heck of it. But yeah, I don't I don't like him. What about you? What do you think about Taysom Hill? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think he. I don't. I've said it before. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I hope he proves me wrong because he kind of fit that Julian Edelman vibe to me. Not the same type of player, but a guy that came out of college that didn't really have a role. You know what I mean? A guy that. You know, Julian Edelman played special teams. He played safety once or twice. You know, he was you know blocking. He he literally did everything, and then found his niche as a wide receiver. Taysom Hill has been doing that same thing. He's been doing special teams, running the ball, playing tight end. He's been doing a little everything. I just didn't think his niche was as a quarterback. I thought what he was doing was good enough for him. You know what I mean? So I don't think he can have long term success as a quarterback. But you know what? What I saw last week, fantasy wise. You know, against bad defenses, you know, I think I think he's a, a thought process. You know, what I mean, I I don't know if I would take him personally, but there's there there will be that lingering thought in the back of my mind on him. Right, for sure. I think that too. Um, the only problem is with him, we, we didn't know what to expect last week, right? We didn't know what their game right. plan was going to be. We didn't we didn't even know who the quarterback was going to be until exactly. the weekend, pretty much. The problem is now he has film and film. You yep. know what these defensive coordinators can do, these head coaches can That's do right. with film. Even the worst that, defense, once you yeah. have tape, can figure it out. They're going to take away that short passing game, and more so, they're going to they're going to probably spy a safety on him. So, what yeah. do you do when the running game isn't there? Is is he worthwhile throwing down the ball on the field? You know, I think he only threw the ball more than ten yards like three times last week. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely to, shy away. I kind of compare him to Tim Tebow a little bit. You know, the same bit, style. Yeah. Everybody wanted Tim Tebow to be that halfback tight end. You know, run the wildcat sometimes and all. Yeah. And he actually bought into it versus Tim Tebow not. On the flip side, I think Tim Tebow had a little bit more quarterback talent than Taysom Hill so it's kind of kind of a little tough you know to compare him but the same mold and I want to see him do well because like I said he's done whatever team has asked him to do to keep a job keep a role on a team so I'll be watching the game if it's on when I get home and all but on the flip side I would probably shy away so my other my other last defense was the Falcons which we already know you like the Falcons this week um, or the Raiders either or so you know they're they're your bottom four defenses now I got a couple other questions. We've already touched on a couple of them, obviously. Um, first one I want to touch on: Joe Barrow. Awful, mm. awful injury last week. I mean, just devastating. I mean, now I'm hearing that he might miss all of next year after they got the full extent of his injury and all. So going up against New York Giants or the Cincinnati Bengals, you can't play a single Cincinnati Bengal this week, can you? No, no, no. I don't see it. I don't see how you do it, especially both the running backs. No, not even their wide, you, can't, you can't play their wide receivers. You can't play the running back. You can't play anybody there, right? No, I don't think so. You know, it hurts because you see T. Higgins down at like, I think he's like 47, 4,800, somewhere like that. Yeah. You know he's a monster, but, I mean, you can't trust anybody in that offense. I mean, and I both the running backs are out too. They, so. they have their th- the, a guy that I've never – they're calling their, their backup off their practice squad. They're basically pulling what the, the Dallas had to do when they lost Andy Dalton, and they got two guys yeah. that no one's heard of playing this week. Yeah, exactly. Brandon Allen. I think he went to Arkansas. If Johnny Johnny told me correctly. Johnny on that. There's probably Southern Arkansas yeah. State or something like that. Some like school with like two thousand people. 
What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Thanks for checking in. All right, so I want to touch on it. Um, the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game, okay? Obviously, it doesn't affect the daily fantasy slate as much. I mean, it takes some very valuable players out of the equation for the Sunday slate and all. And if the game is played on Monday or Tuesday, I'm sure DraftKings will have a single game, you know, slate set up for it, which will be a lot of fun and all. Um, but for those season-long people, um, wh where's your thought process this year on games like this that could be pushed off? Do you leave them in there and take the chance? Like, I'm going to bring it up. I got Deontay Johnson, and it's always a borderline whether I play him. I've moved him from wide receiver to my flex spot, so I have more time to think about it and all. But, like, so I'll just use my team as an example. I've got Deontay Johnson in my flex. I got Robbie Anderson. I've got Travis Fogum, and I got Nelson Aguilar. They're the guys I can go with in my flex. Do I roll and hope that that game is played on Tuesday, take that chance, or do I play Robbie Anderson, who's a solid matchup this week? You know, he's not going to go off for 20, 25 points like Deontay, but he's going to get me 10 to 15 points, no problem. Was that the so, old man that just barked? Yeah, the old man that was barking. He doesn't like it when I do shows. I don't have an office here. the rental house. Right? Open kitchen concept. Right, exactly. Here. No, you know what? I, it's, from everything I'm reading, that sounds like that game's going to get canceled this week. I don't think they're going to play, even if it is Tuesday. I would be very shocked. Um, Deontay Johnson and Claypool were both in my top 10 players to like this week before that. So as I was writing my article today, I had to hit the delete button on two of my favorite plays of the week. So that does really suck. But, yeah, I think Robbie Anderson's a good play this week anyway. So I would probably put him in the lineup just because, you don't, I mean, you don't want to have a zero. As much as Johnson's been a monster, you don't want to have a zero. Uh, I'm sorry. So I was reading these comments down there while you're going on it, trying to quiet my dog down too. Cow turd stink. Yeah, no. All right. Well, we're, we're done with those kind of comments. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. He's right, though. I mean, he's right. He, he is not wrong on there <laughs> at all. All right. So, I mean, you know, we don't have the fantasy or the gambling aspect to go with this week. Uh, Jace, or Josh is taking a few weeks off, things going on and stuff like that. I'm in the middle of the Finger Lakes, New York with minimal internet access and all. So I don't have many more notes to cover and all. What else do you have this week? Sleeper plays, um, guys that might be on the waiver wire, a a any kind of information to, you know, we're getting, we're one, two weeks away from the playoffs, you know, for the season long people. Is there any trick play almost you want to call it out there that's sitting there that could really potentially put a guy over the top this week, guy or girl? There, there's two. Um, from the running back position, I like James White a lot now that Rex Burkhead's out. White had six catches last week. I mean, he's they're going to throw him the ball out of the backfield, which they should do anyway. Um, uh, I want to put you off there for one moment because he was Tony uh, Cotillo from Heat Ratios, like star of the week, like two weeks in a row. And I played him two weeks in a row, and he got me jack anything. He got me no <laughs> points each week. So don't don't hate me for saying I'm scared no, to I hear you. James White because that New England, nobody ever knows who's touching the ball. No, I hear you, but he did get six catches last week. I think he had like 80 some odd yards. Um, yeah. $4,500 for a running back that's going to play. I like that. Um, I also like old man Frank Gore. I know we talked about this on Tony's show the other day. Starting running back, going to get 20 touches. 4300 I think, is his price on DraftKings. Yeah. He's awful. Don't get me wrong, but 60 yards and a touchdown pays off that price easily at this point. So I like it's, that a lot. Here's a non-fantasy question about him. Is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? We talked about this the other night too. To me, I mean, he's gonna get in, right? Because he's gonna probably yeah, be the ultimate rusher or yeah, one of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, but but I also brought up this point on Tony Show the other night. It's at any point in his career has he ever been one of the top five best running backs in the game? No. Probably not. I, I personally he's think played for hundred years. But... Show, 
that I think the Hall of Fame of all four major sports is too easy to get in. They diluted a little bit. I don't think – I think like this year for Major League Baseball, the, the ballot, there's not one guy in my opinion deserves to be in. But somebody will get in because it very rarely ever happens. and Everybody will vote for 10 players in baseball and all. So, yeah, Frank Gore will get in at some point. But personally, I, I think he just wasn't – I think he's got his numbers because of the longevity, not because sure. he was great. He was really good and all. All right. So, sorry, sure. you had another name there before I cut you off on the Gore. No, no, no. Kind of along the, the point of Frank Gore, Pat Mayo was talking about it on his show the other day. If you're never in the top three at your position at any time in your career, you should not be a Hall of Famer. I agree with that. I like that point. That's, that's and I like – I've never had that? Pat Mayo on his show. Okay. I, I like, like that point. That, that, no, maybe we can have him on the show one point. day. Yeah, no. Yeah, maybe. If I'm good enough, you know what <laughs> I mean? Someday. All, all the people I know are going on other shows. Nobody's calling me to be on a show. Right, right. <laughs> um, no, I love that. Like I kind of already mentioned the Jets receivers that I like. Rashad Perriman, 4,200 against Miami, and Denzel Mims at 3,500 against Miami. Love both of those guys. They're both getting a lot of targets. I don't think it matters which quarterback plays, so I like both of them. Um, just one other point, kind of weird. I was thinking about this earlier today, is the debates each week of playing Cook and Devontae Adams at receiver. Their prices are getting up there, 8,500, 9,500, depending on the week for each of them. At the same point, good luck finding anybody with more consistency than those two guys, especially Cook. Cook had 30 points last week and was vultured, quote-unquote, by two passing touchdowns inside the two-yard line last week. He could have easily had a 40-, 50-point game. And I think don't shy away from somebody just because you think they're going to be high, highly owned. You can make your lineup contrarian in a lot of ways. that all year to stay away from right. those guys. But these two guys have become so good, you almost have to take them. It's like CMC last last year, though, for the most point. You know, if a guy's going to put give you – 30 points a week, how do you not play that guy? I mean, obviously, I don't somebody that's 70% owned, but at the same time, if they're 50% owned and they're going to get you 30, do it. You can find you can, you can can make your lineup contrarian in other ways. Yeah, we, we do have a fantasy question. I think he had a misprint here. He said, who would be a good replacement for Tavares Jackson? I think he means Lamar Jackson. Because um, Tavares Jackson, I'm pretty sure, is a coach now in Seattle. I don't think he's in the league anymore. But for Lamar Jackson, if you're missing out on Lamar Jackson or Ben Roethlisberger this week, I don't know. I didn't do a boatload of research. I know last week – Derek Carr had very low ownership in ESPN season-long leagues. He'd be something I'd be jumping all over. Um, yep. In my 16-team all-about-the-birds league, only till like two weeks ago, Jared Goff was still available for some reason. He right. was somebody I would have picked up. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, he meant Lamar Jackson. Um, so I, first, <laughs> first Jackson. Minnesota Vikings, maybe. Yeah, Derek yeah, Carr Derek the first person I'd look at. Derek Carr, 100%. Um, I think that's the option, especially this. If you only need it for one week. Going against yeah. the Falcons, like I said, they gave up the most points to uh, most fantasy points to any quarterback. So yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah, so if he's available, that would be where I would go with that. Um, I do got to ask you one more question. You know, it's a little bit off the fantasy, you know, aspect a little bit, but it's still football related. Um, has Matt Patricia been fired yet? He has not, and neither is Bob Quinn, the general manager. They are both uh, still employed. Man. I don't know if you saw the the picture that was going around of Sheila Ford. She's the Ford's daughter. She's the owner of the Lions right now. During yeah. the game, they showed the press box, and she's going like this. Yeah. So, Dude, like, I mean, I've never watched two worst football games. I mean, there's always a bad football game on Thanksgiving. Every year, either Detroit or Dallas stinks it up. But both those games last night were just complete atrocious. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for you and Josh big time because, yeah, that that that's not a good, well-run. They were talking about it during the game last night. Have they wasted Matt Stafford's career, or is Matt yeah. Stafford just not really that good? And I like to say that they wasted his career because I think he was a good enough quarterback. He should have had – you know, more success. 
You know what's funny is he's 32 years old. He could still go to a different team this year and be good for another eight years. I mean, he's yeah, maybe not eight years, maybe five years. But well, he's he been could, a really healthy quarterback throughout his career. Yeah, yeah. He plays – the guy's tough. He plays – I mean, he's got a broken thumb right now and he's playing. Obviously, he's yeah. tough. Broke Two broken bones in his back last year. He gets injured all the time, but he, but he still plays through it. He – Watch him go to a team like New England in this offseason and he'll turn his career around. I feel like the dude just deserves better. He's a good guy. He does everything right. He plays hard. He's never said one bad thing about the organization in 12 years. No, but, I, I, yeah, I mean, I've always been a big fan of his. Um, always thought he was a good guy and all. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'd like to see him go somewhere, definitely, because, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I what's funny, hold on, one, one, second, one second. You know what's funny about yesterday is, Watching that first game, you said that those are two of the worst games ever. By the time that crap first game was over, I was so excited to watch the Dallas and Washington game. And I just was sitting on my couch thinking, what is wrong with me? Like, these are also two bad teams. But that game, compared to the Detroit game, was actually pretty entertaining. As I've said all year long, my boy, Alex Smith, if the Eagles are out of it, I'm rooting for Alex Smith just because of his story and going through the same same situation as him. So I actually was, you know – if you got to pick, you always, as an Eagles fan, have to root against the Cowboys. It's it's the oh, pecking yeah. order. It's the Redskins or the the Cowboys, then the Redskins and Giants in hatred. And I was an Eagles fan, and you know, with Alex Smith being on the Redskins or sorry, the Washington Football Team, um, it was it was an easy easy uh, root job there yesterday. <laughs> and Gip, I mean, Antonio Gibson, what what a fan! If, if, if Monster. I mean, he's becoming a fantasy stud, and he will be a first round running back next year in most fantasy drafts after the way he's played this year. Yeah, no joke. If that team gets a good quarterback at some point, I know that they have Haskins still, and who knows what's going to happen with him. But if they get a good quarterback, they have good pieces. I mean, McLaurin's mm-hmm. awesome. Logan Thomas is pretty good too for a tight end, and the running backs are both studs. So yeah, that's not—they're not a bad team. No. So I did want to touch real quick. We always touch on the Eagles. They're not playing on Sunday. They're playing on the Monday night game. I don't know. We've never really done any talk on the single game slates. I don't even know if you play the single game slates much or not. Um, obviously, you can't play any Eagles uh, even in a single game slate. Um, Memphis alum Antonio Gibson. Yes, another college shout out from Johnny. <laughs> I actually knew that hey, one. Dude, literally 20 minutes from now, Johnny's debut NFL draft show is going to start with uh, um, what's I can't even think of his name. One of my friends, Tom Barnett. Sorry, Barnett, uh, it's, been yeah, yeah. Day, it's been a long day on the lake here today. Um, Tom Barnett, they're going to do a fan a draft show every Friday night at 9 15. Uh, their first one tonight, they're going to talk all about college. They two of those guys know everything about every college player, so definitely make sure you tune, check into that. But onto those, you know, that daily lineup for for Monday night, um, you have to play one from each team a minimum. So you could put five of your guys from Seattle and then one Eagle with what's going on in Philadelphia, and you had to pick one Eagle to put on your daily lineup this week. Do you go the higher end guy like Miles Sanders, or you just try to take a stab at one of the the low percentage guys or low cost guys and hope they score a touchdown? I, my gut tells me Fulgham. I feel like you—that's where you have to go. Obviously, you're not going to go quarterback or I, I mean, Miles Sanders is a stud, but he doesn't—he just doesn't get well, Car- Carson Wentz. I mean, Seattle is one of the worst pass defenses in the league. They are. They are. You can play Carson Wentz too, I guess. Yeah, I just worry about his turnovers. Limiting his ability a little bit in, in fantasy. No, obviously, I, I don't need to tell you twice, but obviously, if you wanted to get a little cute with your lineup, both of the Seattle receivers probably aren't going to go off, right? So you're going to pick one of them, and then with the other side, I don't mind Fulgham at all. I mean, I know I'll put a, 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 at least one lineup out there on Monday night. You kind of have to when it's the Eagles and all. 
but yeah, it's it's kind of hard to pick anybody on the Eagles at all. Just a disclaimer: I am terrible at the showdown slates, so I shouldn't really yeah. be giving too much advice I, I, about yeah, that. I, I, I just stick at it. Hard reason. not to crack. They really are. I'm better at the single game parlays, like picking the over unders and stuff like that for that than the, mm-hmm. the, the single game slates. So yeah, and they're they're really hard to crack. All right, well, I we we got to wrap this show up because Johnny and Jeff or Johnny and uh, you know Tom are coming on in 20 minutes and they need the account and all. So as always. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. Another great fantasy show. If you didn't see the note at the bottom of the screen, shop the AAT Birds merchandise store, 25% off today on Black Friday. I'm sure the site will run more specials, but it's a great – I doubt it will be 25% off. The, the the support that purchasing the merch does you know, helps us do these. It pays for the streaming services. It pays for the logos and stuff like that. So we appreciate any and all support. Um, yeah, Adam, thank you checking in again. Um, Travis, everybody that's checked in, we much appreciate it. Again, I hope everyone had a great and safe Thanksgiving. And uh, I, I'll get in trouble if I don't throw up the other banners. You know, Estrada Landscaping. He's sitting out on the he's sitting on the back deck right now with a fire going right now. <laughs> he's watching on the back deck. He, he needs to see his logo, his name up there. And so he'll cut your grass and then he'll build you a fire. What else could you want? Yeah, the dude will do anything for you. You know, uh, what, what we got here? We got obviously the. Oh, that's a. I can't put that one up there. We got the merch special. We got the hemp bomb. Make sure you check them out. And uh, Live Beard, um, check them out as well. Again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Great show. Um, Everybody have a great week. And we will be back on Monday. We're doing a pre- and post-game show on Monday night uh, with Chip and Dish and then the regular post-game show afterwards. So everybody check out that. And everybody have a great night, all right? Thanks, Jason.